Hello, everyone. Welcome to Desk Doodles, episode 11. I'm your host, Sapna Malhotra. Some of my fondest memories growing up were from my sports class in school or the PE class. I still remember how eagerly we used to wait for Sir to come in. We would line up and then we would go onto the field. He would make us do all the physical training, the warm ups. And then came that moment when he would say, he would call a few of us out and he would say, okay, go to the sports room and get the volleyball, the basketballs and the badminton rackets. And the thrill, the excitement and the force with which we ran to get those uh, volleyballs and basketballs, I can still feel that rush in my bones today. And then came that moment of disappointment when the bell rang and we knew it was time to back into the classrooms. I think all of us as kids remember that, right? And we always felt that the sports period or uh, the PE class was always shorter than the other subject. Whereas it never was. They were all 40 minutes. It was just that we were so engrossed, so focused in our game, in our sport, that we never realized how those 40 minutes went. I think sports is just a way of life. It's like life on a mini scale for children when they're growing up. There are so many teachable moments from sport. Every day you work, you work a little harder and then you reach from one point to the other. It's just like what they call the mamba mentality, right? And you never give up. If you persevere, you will, make, you will uh, come out uh, the best version of yourself. It's a lot of hard work. But when you're enjoying it, I think you never mind putting in that hard work. Today on Desk Doodles, we have someone who has invested 34 years of his life into sports, health and fitness. He is the head of Beyond Academics and Sports at Inventure Academy Bangalore. He is a movement specialist. I think I'm going to leave the rest for my guests to come on and share with us. Welcome to Desdoodles, Kishan Wahabi. Hello, Kishan. Hi, Sapna. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for the show. Oh, it's my, it's a pleasure to have you here. And uh, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun talking about uh, sports, which is in your blood. And I think I have two mambas in the house, so I, I'm pretty excited about talking about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed that you're wearing a Los Angeles uh, oh, yes. jersey. I think I'm sure that's, that's Megan. Absolutely. <laughs> Megan and Mehul, both of them have put it in our uh, bloodstream as well, you know, the basketball. So anyway, coming back to you, uh, Kishan, tell us a little bit how you started this journey. Uh, well, um, I actually wanted to become an Air Force pilot when I was in, uh, in school. And I grew up in Pune and uh, I was in a school called and uh, I was always into sport. I mean, I was probably on every uh, school team that the, the school had, uh, but I always wanted to uh, fly a, a fighter plane. You know, Pune has an Air Force base called Loaigaon. Yes. And uh, I had a friend's dad who was a squadron leader there in grade four on a first field trip. He made me sit in this aircraft. It's, it's outdated now. It's called a NAT. Okay. A small aircraft. So he made me sit with him in that aircraft. And that was the day I said, I, you know, I, I, I definitely. Uh, and, and that was one, one dream I had through uh, my school year. 
Uh, and then, um, you know, as I grew up, sport became a huge part of uh, my upbringing. And uh, then uh, when I was in grade 10, I actually tore my knee doing a high jump. And uh, then I realized that uh, I would actually fail the NBA entrance test because my, my knee would just pop out. Right. At that time, uh, knee surgery is, uh, you know, was not as good as it, was, as it is now. Yeah. Uh, I am pretty old, so <laughs> I'm talking about decades back. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I had a lot of uh, family in the U.S. So one of my uh, uncles who's a doctor said, uh, you know, don't touch it, let it heal. Yeah. Uh, so that dream went out. And then when I was 18, I was thinking, you know, what do I do with my life now? And I said, okay, I, I love sport. <clears throat> and... Uh, uh, I said, let's, let's try to see what I could do in sport, you know? So I, I looked at physical education, uh, um, some of the stuff. And, and I realized in our country, we, we were in, in the dinosaur ages at that time. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I know I'm on air, but we are still in the dinosaur ages. Yes. Yes. Different topic. Right. But, uh, from uh, there, I decided, you know, to take a little help from my, uh, uh, family abroad, and I got my first certification in 1991 uh, from the International Sports Sciences Association as a personal trainer. So I'd already got my first job about four years back before that. Right. And uh, it's been 34 years. Uh, I, I, I now am a movement specialist. Right. Uh, I'm what is known as a performance enhancement specialist from the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And I deal with everything uh, to do with human movement. Right. Uh, and about 12 years back, uh, you know, we came to Bangalore, my wife and me, uh, about uh, 20 years now. Yeah, next day will be 20 years. Wow. And uh, during that journey, I met a very, very interesting lady called Noreen Fazel. You know her. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, amazing. Yes. Right. Oh, she's an amazing lady. And, uh, you know, she being a sports person as well, we to each other. She, had a, she actually had a rib problem. Uh, which she tried solving for a year and a half, and she could not uh, find any help. And we sort sorted out in about three months. We became very good friends, and uh, that's where my journey into school started. And uh, so I've been with Inventure for uh, 12 years. Uh, you know, been on and off. Uh, I took a, a gap after five years to explore another venture. I was program director for a company called Leap Start, uh, where we took physical education to about almost 200 schools across India. Wow. And uh, yeah, we had about uh, 680 trainers. Uh, and that was, that was really exciting. And uh, then, of course, my boys started uh, growing up. Uh, I've got two boys who are uh, 18 and 16 and a half. And uh, I decided let's go back to school. Uh, uh, you know, there's no, no greater pleasure than having to train your own, own children when it comes to sport. So I, I said, you know, I, I want to do this till they uh, graduate for sure. And uh, my sons have turned out to be, uh, you know, great sportsmen. My, my oldest son has played basketball with Megan. So yes, yes. they know each other. My youngest son is a football player and a sprinter. And so it's been a fantastic 34 years. I wouldn't change it for anything else. Absolutely. And I think there is so much, uh, I think, uh, inspiration from your journey itself, like uh, how you overcame your ACL tear and how you have, I think, the, you know, there is, that's what I think sports is all about, that you overcome one hurdle and move on. And then if something else comes along and then 
you know, you overcome that also. That's what it is uh, teaching you in life. So uh, great listening to that. And uh, so like is the tradition with Des Doodles, we always have a big question, okay, for our expert okay. guest who's there. And today's question uh, to you, Kishan, is, uh, is sports an enabler of uh, effective education? What do you think? Um, well, definitely, right? Uh, that, that's a huge question. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said it's a big question. Loaded, loaded with lots. <laughs> My God. So you could go to 100 different, 100 different directions with this one. Right. But uh, as, as an overall uh, uh, you know, contributor, I, I, w I would say it's more of a contributor to a, you know, a person. I wouldn't say child per se. A lot of people you know, bracket sport, unfortunately, as you know, uh, children or teenagers. Um, yeah, my, I just turned 52 and I play football with my uh, senior team. Sure. Uh, so I, I would not say sport just for the child per se, but to anybody, right? It, 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 uh, it teaches you so many things. Uh, the, the first thing I, for children especially, I think the, the most important thing that sports teaches you, Sapna, is uh, to lose. Yeah. You see, we are in, uh, we are in a, uh, an environment which is so focused on success and winning and you you look at anything now and it is instant you know you want that success to happen instantly and I think sport is the one one thing that teaches you that you know to succeed you need to fail yeah. uh, you know my, one of my favorite examples are Tiger Woods and, and Roger Federer they uh, you know Roger Federer uh, he has I mean, they both have won the most amount of uh, tournaments in their respective sport. Uh, but look at the amount of times they have lost. Yeah. It's, I, I think the ratio is about uh, uh, eight is to one or something like that. And of course, Tiger Woods now even more. Yeah. But you, you have to lose uh, to win. And, and the lessons you lose, uh, I mean, sorry, lessons you learn when you lose, especially in sport, are so different than from an academic. You know, you, right. you fail a math test. Right, and it's it's psychologically so different from losing a football match or a basketball match, right? right. So uh, to me, uh, to me, one of the biggest uh, um, you know enablers, if as you put it, uh, for a child to learn is is the ability to lose. And what do you take out of that loss? You know, how do you stand up, get up, rework whatever you need to work in yourself, in your team, and then how do you move on? I don't think there's anything else out there that teaches you to, to pick yourself up and move on, uh, uh, you know, uh, sport does. Absolutely. And I think what you said is so right that uh, every child learns that and, you know, how to pick yourself, dust yourself and move on. And uh, you learn it on a very high level when you are playing a sport because the intensity with which it hits you is uh, very hard, right? When you lose a game and when you, uh, you know, when you're there and as a, as a team, if you've missed a goal, how powerful that um, emotion is. But I think that's from there you can, uh, you know, learn that and apply it anywhere in life, whether it is academics, whether it is generally life. So once you've learned that, I think it is so much easier for you to apply it anywhere else. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So I think that's um, uh, um, another thing. I think a big one to look at is when I think children who are playing sports, uh, they generally will manage time well because they are balancing their work and sport. They are managing and they never mind waking up at five o'clock to come for a practice. Right. And if you want to wake up your child to study uh, at five o'clock or six o'clock, it's always a task. Right. And they're self-motivated to get up in the morning and go for practice. Um, I, I think I think you know the 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 other big uh, uh, traits that sport teaches you is like like that right discipline is one uh, perseverance is, is the other and uh, one of the things I've I've uh, seen with our children at uh, the ones who actually play sport at a higher level uh, actually do fantastically well in their academics you know they they've learned that the discipline that you correctly said you know, get up in the morning go. I mean, uh, one of the girls that we have in our school, she just finished grade 12. Uh, her name is Saloni Dalal. She's the reigning uh, 50 meters, 100 meters, 200 meters breaststroke champion of India. That is the open, uh, yeah. And, and she's been doing this from the time she's about 15 years old. Right. And she swims about six, seven hours a day, swimming, gym, all that stuff. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, and uh, she's taken those lessons and put it into her academics. You know, it teaches the discipline of saying, yeah, I need to accomplish this, I need to finish this, and hence I take those traits and move on. Uh, and I think the ones, and now this does not apply to every child who plays sport, right? And you have the segregation. But if all the people, uh, all the children who play sport, and that is why in our school, uh, every kindergarten to grade 12 plays sport. Yeah. And and if if the children realize that they can take those lessons from sport and, and translate them into other areas of life, you know, it's yeah. so much easier to succeed. And like I was saying earlier also, because if they start playing from early on, it becomes a way of life, right? And it is something that you're doing in uh, every day. And uh, it's not only, uh, you know, for sports, you easily apply it to everything else. Talk about problem solving. I mean, children on the field know if a curveball is thrown at them, they know they have to hit it right, hit it back. And they're prepared for everything that is coming their way. And I think that's another thing that children, uh, uh, you know, are, are learning uh, through sports and it's easier for them to apply in their uh, academics or life in general. Very true. Very true. And uh, from when we talk about sports, I think there are two uh, very different aspects of it, right? One is uh, when we play a team sport and when we play an individual sport. So uh, what are the benefits of one over the other? Or, uh, you know, let's, let's just talk about, you know, the two different aspects of it. Right. Um, I, I personally believe every child should play both an individual sport and a team sport, right? Uh, because lessons that you learn in both these arenas uh, are so different in terms of the individual, uh, it, it would benefit every child. And, uh, and, and we encourage that in, in our programs at school uh, and, and elsewhere as well. Uh, the, the, the reason a, ch a child would play an individual sport, uh, I, I personally believe a child should play an individual sport a little later on in life. Uh, there have been tons of debates on this stuff like that. I've written a couple of articles on this. Right. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, playing sport a little later on in life, they're a lot more mature in terms of 
knowing how to handle their uh, their, their losses, their their disciplines, all that stuff. Uh, when a child is smaller, you need to be able to move around and mix around. You know, you need that environment of of growing up, like the old saying goes. You need a village uh, to help right. a child yeah. grow up, right? Yeah. And on the sports field, it, it's it's more applicable than ever because the village is the whole group of children themselves. You know, right. and they learn to interact with them, each other. They learn to uh, share. They learn to forgive. Forgiveness at, in sport at that age is something that most parents do not see. You know, to get pushed down in, in playing, to be able to get up and, and instantly as a child to, you know, move on. And as adults, we find that so difficult. But, we, we, you know, learning to forgive when you're small is so important. Uh, so those skills are, are the, the, the main ones that, uh, you know, as a child would learn team sport, right? To be able to organize, work with each other. As they grow older, uh, you're looking at things like self-motivation. Like you said, if a child is by, I mean, take, take Saloni again, she's a swimmer. Trust me when I tell you, my, my younger son is a, a 100 meter sprinter. It's so difficult to motivate yourself. A team sport, you get up, you go, your team is there, your friends are there, you play. To get up at 4.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock, get on the field, there's nobody there, you start doing your warm-up, that that sort of self-discipline is, is priceless to learn when you play an individual sport. So I, I think a child should, uh, you know, play both sports and they would benefit tremendously from, from that uh, experience. Yeah, absolutely bang on there, uh, Kishan, because when we talk about individual sport, of course, the coach and the, uh, you know, uh, athlete interaction is very high. And, you know, there is a lot of benefit from that point of view, if you see, but also that there is so much uh, on the shoulder of that child uh, who's in the spotlight all the time. So I think if they hey. pop in a team, uh, playing a team sport, they learn because it might be a moment of uh, shining for one child today and uh, tomorrow it might be for someone else. So I think every child gets uh, their own day to shine and uh, they kind of learn how to take in defeats and uh, wins, uh, you know, balance that out. And uh, sure. somewhere I feel also that not all children are social, right? They're not, I mean, highly social, if we say. But playing a team sport, I think that social connectedness is uh, so apparent. It just comes naturally. It's like a whole family. Like you said, you, you know, you have a village, entire village to raise that child there. And uh, I, I think in these times, especially when we see that children go through a lot of stresses for whatever reasons, and if they have a team, which is like a family to them, they have one more support system that they can go to, right? Right, right. So, Absolutely. And when we talk about sport, I think we talk about physical fitness a lot. I think somewhere there, there is a hidden angle of mental fitness as well, because I think that's what... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I just said absolutely. Uh, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean... Uh, the, the entire thing about playing sport, you know, uh, while a lot of people uh, look at just as, as a physical uh, endeavor, um, you know, mentally, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's a fantastic conditioner. I mean, it teaches you, like I said, it teaches you to, you know, be happy when you win. It teaches you to be sad when you lose. How do you cope, <clears throat> you know, mentally when, when you're depressed about, uh, you know, losing an important match? right and 
well, uh, on the physical side, while you play, you have endorphins, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, there's so, so much of research goes. I don't know if you've read this book called Spark uh, by Dr. Reed. Okay. Uh, read that book. It's a fantastic book. And he talks about how, you know, uh, being physically active uh, works on the mind. And, you know, when, when our children have exams, one of, you know, one of the first things parents and teachers will tell them is, don't play a sport, go sit in a book, <laughs> study, et cetera, et cetera. And research has actually shown play in those times, your mental interaction with your, with your studies goes up tremendously. So, you know, just taking a break and even, even dribbling a basketball for five minutes in between two learning sessions, you know, it, it really helps, it helps the brain. Yeah, correct. It is such a stress buster because when children are taking exams or, uh, you know, any time of, you know, when they're mentally stressed, I think uh, uh, just dribbling a ball, like you said, or just throwing a ball around, I think that is such a uh, stress buster for them. And I think then they can get back to focusing on whatever they were uh, ready to do. Doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And somewhere I think there is a very big hidden uh, message there again that how children deal with adversity, right? Whether it is, uh, you know, you're thrown on a field with uh, maybe six, maybe 12 different people. You might not agree with all of them, right? But you still need to make it work because if you don't make it work, it's not going to work out for the entire team. So somehow uh, there's such a big learning from there for children. Very true. Um... You know, Sapna, the way physical education has actually evolved and sport training has evolved now uh, is light years different from what we used to do, you know, in school. Um, uh, when, I was school uh, when I was in school, uh, grade three, grade four, we had one, we had 90 children on the field, 90 children. And as I grew older in, in you know, and I started my, my career and uh, when I used to give seminars and stuff, um, I would describe that interaction. I, I don't call it a sport or a P period. I would call it an interaction. <laughs> it was an interaction where children would run back and forth, chasing the child who was good enough to keep the ball. We did not play football, right? <laughs> so I was good in football. I had the ball, right? And you would have someone run with me, right? And I'd lose the ball and run back. And and, and that's what kids do. So when when... People ask me to describe what we did when we were growing up. I said, all we did was relay practice because the kids who are not skilled would go up and down and up and down. And, and now it has changed tremendously. You know, uh, schools like Inventure, where we actually have one piece of equipment for every child. So if a child is learning football, we have one football for every child in that 30, uh, 40, uh, you know, uh, uh, minutes of play. Uh, and when they're learning their skills. So that helps. So even teaching this, you know, how teaching the sport uh, now has evolved to accommodate those things, right? In, in terms of how do you accommodate, like you correctly said, you know, if a child is an introvert or is shy, right? They may not be able to get into the team, you know, the, the others are skilled, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but then how does that child benefit from this interaction? Right. So if the, the methodologies and the pedagogy of teaching physical education, that has changed the worldwide. It has not changed so much in our country yet. I mean, uh, uh, let's, let's be fair. It, it, there are strides uh, that are happening. But uh, uh, one of the biggest 
yeah, but one of the one of my biggest uh, uh, was, was when I was lead staff. We do workshops for uh, physical education to you know about 200 schools all over India, and uh, it, it was amazing for uh, you know to see the interactions between the children and the coaches to see that if you gave a ball to every child, uh, uh, the way the child would interact was so different where if you had one ball and 30 children, right? So that makes a huge difference. Just having the infrastructure and the methodology of how to teach sport and physical education is the way a child will imbibe those uh, traits from that class and that learning. Absolutely. And I think in that, one of the most fundamental things to look at is the role of a coach, because I think, uh, you know, like whatever you talked about, I think the most important thing that came out was the interaction between the child and the coach. So what, what exactly, how powerful is that role uh, of the coach in that child's life? Uh, well, I, I the favorite, I, I think I'm, I, I'd be biased to say it, it, it is good sport. <laughs> I, I know it's his other subject as well. Uh, but I think one of the fondest memories a student will have is the interaction of, their, of themselves with their coaches on the football field. You know, and time doesn't make a difference. Time doesn't make a difference. Uh, I mean, I, I, I got to know your daughter for two years. She came in grade 11. She left in grade 12. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I will always have fond memories of Megan practicing. Absolutely. She'll have the same respect towards us. And, and the longer you spend time, uh, you know, I, I have some of my al alumni who have passed out about four or five years now. Um, but, you know, with the, with the, with the uh, advantages of uh, technology <laughs> and Zoom and all those things, you know, your WhatsApp, etc. I'll regularly get a message from them that, hey, sir, I, I twisted my ankle. What do I do? Just, you know, I haven't... I haven't spoken to them for six months. I'll get a message there. I twist my ankle. What do I do? That, that sort of uh, uh, belonging where they can just pick up the phone even after a year and reach out to you and say, you know what, buddy? I twist my ankle. What can I do? I think that sort of, those, you know, those friendships, those bonds uh, are, you know, they're, they're just very, very special. And, and a coach can, you know, a coach can or, you know, uh, cannot or rather break the way a child looks at sport, you know, in the olden days. Well, not only in the olden days, even now, I, I, I know quite a few coaches who, who are very, uh, very harsh. Uh, I, I would even go on, you know, so, so far as to say a lot of them are, well, in our country, verbally, verbally abusive, yeah. right? And, and I think they miss out the, the, opportunity of knowing that they can make a difference in a child's life you know winning and losing is not everything and a lot of coaches miss that you know the yeah. pressure from school all that you can understand but uh, to to be able to just pause and you know say a good word encourage a child it makes a world of a difference so a coach i mean they have the unique uh, position as a teacher to be able to uh, influence a child's uh, outlook on life, the child's uh, enjoyment of, you know, you'll always have uh, children who have loved sport and say, you know, I, I, I used to play in school, love my coach, or you'll have the child who say, you know, I used to hate physical education. And if you go and find out why, it is because they had a terrible coach. Yes. So to be in such a special, unique opportunity uh, is, is wonderful. Uh, and nowadays, nowadays, 
with the with the entire uh, you know uh, opening of knowledge. Yeah. Uh, the the personal development of a coach is solely their responsibility. Yeah. You know, there is so much of information out there, you will not believe it. You know, in terms of free courses, Coursera, Australia, here, there, Udemy, you just have to want to be a better person. And you just have to want to, you know, go out, learn, make yourself better, and you can change a, a, a child's life. That, that's and a wonderful that, position to be in. That's, that's not only just for, uh, you know, for as a coach, but I think that's what the mama mentality, right? You push yourself, you better yourself, get to that point where you are the best version of yourself, put in all the hard work. And I think as a coach, you teach that to your child and he sees you doing that as well. And uh, there is so much more than just the skill and the technique of that game that you're teaching that child. You're teaching that child responsibility. You're teaching that child punctuality and tell, teaching him how to respect everybody's time. Because when you tell a child or the team to come at six o'clock and everybody needs to be there at six because everybody else is waiting to start the game. So you are inculcating so much more. I feel as a, uh, as a coach, you're just not teaching sport. You're like a character uh, guru. You know, you're, you're, you're inculcating so much more than just the technique. You're teaching life, literally. You're teaching life, Absolutely. literally. Absolutely. Because there is, I think, everything that you learn from sports is so easily applicable in life. It's life skills just taught on the field. That's it, right? And uh, when, when you're talking about this, uh, I'm sure, uh, Kishan, all your children in school are missing that freedom to just run on that field and, uh, you know, God. shout and scream <laughs> and laugh. So how are you making it work for them now across this? <coughs> uh, well, we've, we've had uh, an interesting journey. So our school has been online from uh, uh, almost, I think, May, uh, if not earlier. So we, we, we were, I think, the first school to shift completely online because our uh, academic cycle is a lot earlier than most schools. Yeah. And uh, so we've, we've uh, taken everything in school, academics, beyond academics, sport, completely online. Uh, right now, uh, in terms of sport, we're teaching our children to you know, work on skill. You know, a, a lot of time you're sitting at home, uh, you have a ball and you're, you're literally in your uh, dining room. So all, all we can do right now is teach them skill, which is great. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, one of the things, especially at the school level, if you look, uh, being skillful is the biggest contributor that you can, uh, that you, can uh, you know, uh, make towards your team. The higher an individual person's skill is, the better the team is. Absolutely. Right? It's not so much the team per se, especially at the school level. Right. So to have a year in which you can completely sit and focus on skill, in my opinion, is, is brilliant. Yes. Uh, uh, physical fitness is the other thing, right? A lot of times, uh, well, our school has uh, uh, physical education almost uh, every day for uh, most segments of school, except the seniors. Uh, we have them about three or four times a week. Uh, which is more than most schools in India. Probably, I think we just had about two uh, periods of uh, games when we were growing up. And I, I mean, that excitement used to be something else that today was my favorite day because I had games. It was like, Absolutely. Such a, <laughs> you know? we, used have, we used to have, we used to have bought our kids at that time. Right. <laughs> the right. white shoes. I always look forward to the day where I could wear my white shoes instead of my black shoes. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, so uh, 
but on on the flip side, the interactions that we just spoke about, et cetera, those will definitely be missing. Uh, but I think as we understand the situation and as as we understand uh, the safety aspects, et cetera, of how we can, you know, be cautious in this environment, uh, in this circumstance, we are that we are around the world. Uh, I think we will go back. Yeah. Uh, one of the things uh, all my coaches and uh, I have done is we've done a COVID certification uh, for how you deal with uh, uh, safety on the field. The whole adventure sports team has done that. Uh, but uh, in, in terms of uh, needing to get back on the field, that definitely is a must. You know, the, that is an irres irres uh, irreplaceable uh, part of sport. And I think as we understand how to deal with the situation, how to be cautious, et cetera, you know, by, I think by next year, um, yeah, yes. hopefully, hopefully we should be able to get back. I think I think these kids are definitely missing that part of it, yeah. for sure. I think that is the biggest thing everybody is missing. I think anybody who plays absolutely, sports, uh, I think on another level because uh, I mean, children who are used to getting up at six and going for practices, and you know, now they don't even get that space to uh, practice. So definitely there is a lot of uh, setback on that side. But like you are saying... Yeah, you know, I, I really, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, okay. I, I was really feeling uh, so bad for all the Olympic athletes. Yes. You know, July 20 was supposed to be the, uh, be the Olympics. Oh, right, right. And imagine, imagine if you're at, at the absolute peak of your career and, and you don't have that much time. Right. And this was your last Olympic. And, and now it's shifted. I, I don't know if you heard of this, but they definitely with the Olympic right. Games in, uh, in July 2021, uh, irrespective of the situation. Uh, but imagine to have lost time. You worked four years to build your peak, etc. And then this happens, and now you don't know whether you that peak. It's so devastating. Absolutely. But uh, it's, 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 been, it's, been, uh, it's been a huge setback right across the board yes. for everyone. I think everybody's still uh, coming to terms with that in their own ways. And uh, I think what you were talking about, um, one thing I wanted to, uh, you know, ask you was that now sports is just not about just sports, right? There are so many um, uh, opportunities available to children if they are interested in sports. So can we just uh, talk oh, absolutely. about that? Uh, well, like, like, like I said, right, when, when we were growing up, uh, for us, it was either, uh, you know, become a PD teacher or you become a, a sports coach. Yeah. And getting there was very ambiguous. Uh, the, the fitness industry started in the, the early, well, more the late 80s was when health clubs started. I mean, I started my first job when I was 18 in health club. And, uh, you know, there, there was no entry barrier. You could just walk in if you had a huge you know, bicep, <laughs> etc. You just got the job. And the, the funny part is it, it's still rampant in our country. We don't really have a, a threshold that you need to cross. Uh, abroad, you have to have a certification before you can get a job. Here, if you just look big and you, you sound knowledgeable, you can get a job, uh, which is sad because you know, it impacts a lot of how the clients uh, uh, end up on the other side of that. But uh, in terms of career opportunities, uh, I mean, there's so much a child can do nowadays. You know, uh, you have the regular physical education, you have sports coaching, you have physiotherapy, and, and there are a lot of things uh, that have not come into our country. Uh, one of my certifications is, is what is known as the corrective exercise specialist. And that is when you have injured yourself, you have done all your physical therapy, and you see, then 
most of the time doctor gives you a clearance, you go and run, run back on the field. And before you know it, you're injured again. So there's that gap in between where we call returning to function. That is a huge field. And that, that I, I think there are not even a handful of us in our country who do that, you know, to, to bridge the gap between recovery and function before you get into sport. So corrective exercise uh, uh, specializations will come in. Uh, analytics uh, will come in. One of my uh, alumni, his name is Abey Rao. He's in the sports field now. Uh, he wants to do a workshop uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks on sports analytics. And there are huge uh, opportunities. You know, we, we are literally on the tip of the iceberg. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, I was saying even ahead. with the, uh, the sports psychology and the sports management, I think those uh, uh, courses are coming up really big with children. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Sports psychology, you know, uh, uh, sports management. And like I said, all these things are just the tip of the iceberg in our country. I mean, think about this. I've been doing this for when, when I started, you know, I got my first job, my mom, I remember, she turned around and told me, you know, what do you think you're doing? You know, who is <laughs> going to pay you for moving your arms and legs? And, and she did, did not speak to me for almost three years. Oh three years, God. she hardly oh had a conversation with me because she was so upset. My brother had gone into, you know, into learning about computers at that time. Computers just started at that time. Yeah. And... Uh, been 34 years. This is all I do. You know, my, my wife and me also have a company called Big Fitness. So we do a lot of uh, consulting for companies. We used to run uh, gyms for Wipro, Microsoft, SCL. Uh, We've done workshops for uh, uh, GE, Fidelity, all that. And, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. So a lot of my students now who, uh, who you know, uh, want to develop a career in sport, I tell them, hey guys, you know, don't be afraid. It is also the perception of the parents. You know, a lot of parents say, you know, oh, you know what will you going to do? You're just going to, you know, train sport. How uh, prestigious is that? You know, the prestige side, how, how well are you going to get paid? But I think that entire scenario in our country is coming up. You now have cricket, of course. Uh, most of our cricketers now are millionaires, right? But that's, that's one, select, uh, one select area. But if yeah, you look at uh, things like football. Sport, I think. <laughs> Every sport, I think, because of this COVID situation, everybody has kind of started playing it in a different way. All the NBA games. Right. I think uh, everybody's kind to uh, find a way how to still keep the sports alive. Just like you said, in your school, you're doing it. And I think even up outside in the world, people are trying to do that because I think sports is just not about physical fitness it's there is so much more to it no it's a, it's a way of of a human being you know if you are human you will want to move i mean that's what we're designed to do and sport you know becomes an integral part of that wanting to move right, right? So, so yeah absolutely uh, Kishan, do you have uh, any of your students some examples where you know you saw that the child wanted to do and uh, you know like we were talking about when parents feel yeah. that you know it's kind of a, you know uh, holding them back from uh, sports is going to help them in academics and things like that but the child really was great at sports right uh, one of the examples i can give you are plenty i mean your your daughter is one uh, your daughter is an example. I wish I'd met her a lot earlier than grade 11. Oh, she uh, is. She, she's a wonderful I think that's one person. of the reasons we uh, shifted schools because uh, she wanted to balance everything. The sports is, 
I think in their blood, it's, it's just, you know, you cannot live without it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've had quite, quite a few uh, children in our, in our, uh, in our school who have done that. Uh, two, two examples I can give right off the bat is uh, one of our alumni, his name is uh, Shantam. Uh, he came, I think, grade eight and uh, his parents are doctors. Uh, and uh, so he always wanted to be a doctor. And uh, then as he learned about playing football and then he became our uh, top sprinter on island, he's in uh, St. Mary's in Dublin and uh, he's on the sprint team there and now he wants to do sports medicine. So he's gone, followed his passion and he's doing, you know, he, he's going to become a sports medicine doctor. And uh, we have some very interesting conversations in, wow. uh, you know, so he's, that's one example. The other is, is a, uh, a child, his name is Arnav Ruckett. Uh, struggled with his academics here and there, but his passion has always been playing football. And uh, right now, actually, he's gone, or I, I think he's already left, or he's, he's leaving in October. He's actually going to England, and he's doing, uh, you know, he's joining a school where he'll pursue uh, professional football while he'll continue his academics. Wow. He got uh, uh, an invitation from a club in Spain as well. So quite a few kids now are following their dreams. To me, it's heartening that most, you know, a lot of parents now yeah. uh, have started believing in their children. You know, it's, it's, it's to me, sport, you get it, sport is never about yourself. It's about what your parents think. <laughs> I, I can give you so many examples, you know, I, I being one of them, uh, but I can give you so many examples of, 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 of friends of mine who would have been brilliant sports people had their parents, you know, just had the vision to say, okay, you know, you have, you have my support, you have my backing, let's get this done. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that is the biggest thing that's changing is the mentality of the parents, that the belief they have in their children, uh, knowing that the opportunities are going to be realistic about that. Right. But I think that environment now is changing and uh, a lot more people, a lot more children are happier. And I think that, also sure. what you said earlier on uh, about coaches and uh, see when you talk about the parents, uh, you know, helping the children move forward in that uh, field. And somewhere I feel if, if you have a coach, you really understand your strengths and your weaknesses and can guide you best in, you know, he, he can tell you best whether you can really move forward in that or you want to do something else and I think that uh, faith that children have in their coach also can play a big part in them huge, absolutely huge I mean most of the time it's, it's, it's the coach who you know the parent will come to you know and, and say you know do you think my child will make this you know I can, as you can see my child is you know, really interested in basketball or football or badminton and I want them to be the next uh, the, the flip side is they want them to be the next Saina Nehwal, the next Sanchez Tendulkar, <laughs> Lionel Messi. But, yeah. but they'll come to the coach and say, you know, and uh, it's, it's always the coach having the, the faith in the child that will lead to the parents going there. But it's also the opportunity, right, uh, to be able to now want to play. I mean, when, when we played football, when we played a match, uh, per match we'd get at that time, we got 20 rupees per match. And for us, 20 rupees is okay. Your, your bus journey is done. You come back and forth. We're happy. And, and now our, our top uh, footballers are getting, you know, uh, one crore, one half crore, uh, which is fantastic, which is yeah. fantastic. Uh, uh, look at the way ladies football is developed, you know? Uh, so those opportunities of, of uh, girls who would never have had an opportunity to play a sport, in the, especially in the rural areas, et cetera, 
I think those opportunities uh, are opening up and, and in my opinion, in the next, you know, uh, 15, 20 years, our, our country is definitely going to go up on that, uh, uh, in that direction. And that will make a huge difference to our Olympic tally. We just uh, not have to wait for one or two gold all the time. <laughs> absolutely. And I think on that positive note, uh, Kishan, I want you to give a, a message to our young viewers who are listening and watching and to the parents as well. A short message. What would you like to say to them? Oh, well, uh, this, this, uh, this is actually from, uh, from one of my mentors. His name is Greg Cook. He's, uh, He's a brilliant gentleman. He uh, runs an institute called Functional Movement Screen. And I've, I've been certified. I've never met him, of course, but read all his books, etc. He's an inspiration. And, you know, in, in all this thing of wanting to get fitter and run more, etc., we miss out on this, on this crucial thing, which is first move well, then move often. Oh. You know, we are in a hurry to move and run and all that, you know, uh, if you look at, at the, the running craze that came into our country about five, yes. six years back, right? Everyone wants to run a 5K and a 10K and et cetera. And I get at least 10 phone calls a week, you know, or messages from the web saying that I started running, my knee is gone, my back is gone, et cetera. They're not ready to run. You first have to be, you know, uh, invest in, in yourself, ensure that you have the capability of doing things before you actually do that thing, right? So right. first, you know, move well. That's important. Make sure you can move properly. Are your hips in, in, in alignment, your back, et cetera, et cetera. Once you've got all those, move often. Otherwise, you know, you're just going to pay the price later on and, right. and the rest of your life, you're, you're going to be miserable. So right. that would be my, my thing to every population. Move well and then move often. Absolutely. Wonderful. And what about our little kids who are still at home and they're just happy just to see sir across the screen? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, uh, we, we have our classes regularly. Uh, in fact, we are, uh, we are right now on a, on a one week break. Uh, but uh, once this uh, break starts off on Monday, I'm actually going to do a movement workshop uh, starting for the senior kids. Uh, and our younger children have been doing challenges and all that. So kids are having fun. It's a definitely engaged in having fun for sure. Good, good. Very, very uh, uh, happy to hear that the children are still having fun in whatever way they can. And it was amazing talking to you, uh, Kishan. And uh, I think uh, one important thing uh, I can add to all the wonderful things that you said, I think that every child needs to grow up with sports in his life. Sports is never a distraction. I think sports is one of the biggest tools that teaches the children the art of focusing, time management, uh, problem solving. So something that teaches so many, uh, you know, life skills can never be uh, something that is a distraction. So let's keep our children uh, playing team sport or a division sport and uh, happy playing. Thank you so much, Sapna. It was a pleasure. Amazing. Pleasure being. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Talk to you.